Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Don Joseph Goway, and we will be talking about his journey, as well as a new book he recently edited called Stop Fixing Yourself, Wake Up, All is Well. Don Joseph Goway is the director of the Center for Spiritual Exchange, the official archive for the works of Anthony DeMello, regarded as one of the great spiritual minds of the 20th century, influencing the likes of Eckhart Tolle and Thomas More. Tom Goway recently edited a new book published by Simon & Schuster entitled Stop Fixing Yourself, A Wake Up, All is Well, based on the Anthony DeMello's practical spirituality. He is also author of the Amazon bestseller, The End of Stress, Four Steps to Rewire Your Brain. He has committed his life to helping people understand and quiet stress and anxiety, navigate life's challenges more creatively, and live happier, more fulfilled lives. Previously, Don managed the Department of Psychiatry at Stanford University Medical School, and headed an institute that pioneered a psycho-spiritual approach to overcoming catastrophic life events, which in 2005 was awarded the Excellence in Medicine Citation by the American Medical Association. For more information, you can visit the website www.demellospirituality.com, and that's D-E-M-E-L-L-O, spirituality.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Don to the show. Good day, Don. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Robert. I'm really looking forward to um, our topic today. When I first saw Stop Fixing Yourself, you you kind of captured me at that moment. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> What I'd like to do is, if you wouldn't mind, um, you know, this is based on the works of Anthony or Tony DeMello. So we'll share with the listeners um, about the man. Who was he? Well, Anthony DeMello was a Jesuit priest. He was from India, the southern part of India. He was Indian. Um, and he's noted, really, for integrating Eastern and Western spirituality. And he had an enormous influence on on people and on some of our great spiritual thinkers of our of our time people like Eckhart Tolle, uh, Thomas More, Ajisante, Paul Coelho um and he's he wrote a number of books and and they've continued to sell very well he sold more than 2 million uh copies of his book especially the book uh, uh, awareness uh, that had a had a very big impact um 
And his books he can continue to sell to this very day. They're a bestseller at uh, Amazon, even though he died in 1987. He, he died unexpectedly at a, at a rather um, early age. Um, and, you know, I think Anthony Mello has been such a strong influence all these years, and his message has continued to reach people, hit, hit a bullseye with him all these years, um, is because um, – the, the way in which he puts it across is so simple and so easy to to grasp. You know, if you read the comments at Amazon, more than uh, 5,000 at this point, you know, people are saying it's, it's like a veil's been lifted. It's like the confusion that they've been experiencing uh, has lifted. Um, and uh, And so around his work, uh, a group of of uh, people at Fordham University established a a, a foundation. Um, it's called the Center for Spiritual Exchange, and underneath that foundation is uh, the Demello Spirituality Center. and um, And there's a website with uh, has archived um, lots of his materials, recordings, videos, uh, blogs, and things like that. You just mentioned it. It's it's at DemelloCenter.com. Yeah, he, he, it sounds like a, a fascinating man. And, you know, when going through and reading about, you know, some of the messages, you know, that he had, they are, you know, they are very simple, but, but, it, but they're really kind of paradigm changing in a way. I mean, because it goes against some things that we are taught. Now, how, how did you become familiar with, with his work? Well, you know, it was one of those things where um, I've been on a uh, in this field that I that I call and other people call psycho spirituality. It's where there's a blend of of uh, psychology approaches in psychology with a practical spirituality, and I worked for a number of years um, at the Center for Attitudinal Healing, which was founded by. Jerry John Polsky, and as you mentioned, you know, it worked with people facing catastrophic life events and worked with them in finding ways to shift it, to make the shift from um, from fear to trust, from peace to love, from peace, uh, fear to trust and, and towards a more peaceful, um, loving way of seeing their situation that, that could make them larger than their situation, um, which is a profound shift. And um, as a part of that, one day I came across the works of Anthony DeMello. It, sort of, it was at a bookstore, kind of fell on my head, and I picked it up. And when I read it, um, it really dovetailed uh, with this approach that I was – for the center I was directing, this approach called Attitudinal Healing, which is connected with uh, the principles in A Course in Miracles. And they're very close. And um, the the part that impressed me the most about DeMello was – his his centerpiece, which is awareness, and and I'm I'm sure we'll get into that. It's a very simple approach, and like you say, you know, it's not a, simple doesn't always mean easy, um, but it's simple to get. And it, like anything, if you step into it, if you really step into it, and are consistent, it it'll bring about a, it'll bring about a change. But, but you got to step into it. 
Yeah, yeah, very much. And, and uh, yeah, we will get into the awareness aspect later on because I just I really enjoyed that as the kind of the the root the root of everything. Um, the idea of you know, the title "Stop Trying to Fix Yourself." So, can you tell us, um, you know, why that? What, what what is the principle? You know, because right now, I mean, you look around and you know. Everywhere, you know, there, there's advertisement, talk, discussion about fixing you. What's wrong with you? You know, and here we've got we've got the cure. So tell us about you know about that principle of, of you know, the idea of fixing oneself. Well, you know, if you if you uh, drill down to core desire in a human being. I think what you would find uh, is that what people want most in their life is to be happy, and um, and and you certainly find that in parents. If you you know you ask a parent after, particularly after all the years of raising a child, what do you want most for your child? You want that child to be happy, and you want that for yourself. And but the fact of the matter is, it's really hard to find a completely happy person in this world. Um, if you if you look at the data, it's only about four percent of the population. And the irony is, is that we were born happy. You know, we're born free, but we've become trapped in limited thinking. We were born with an open heart that stress and fear so easily close. We're born uh, gifted, gifted beings of immeasurable worth, but we so often are stuck in shame and guilt and, and don't feel good enough. You know, don't feel what we are is good enough. And, and, you know, around all of this, there's this divinity of joy within us and surrounding us there to make life meaningful and beautiful and rich. But we've become blocked from seeing it. It's almost as if, we're, you know, we're all hypnotized to see what's not there and not see actually what is there. And so what DeMello how DeMello comes to this is, you know, when people say, well, how did that happen? You know, how could I have been born free mm -hmm. and, and happy and be, be feeling so neurotic and stressed and unhappy? And his answer is the society program it out of you. It's, it's stamping into you the false belief that happiness and self-worth are found out there in the world. And if you work long and hard enough, success will come. And out of that success, happiness and fulfillment will follow. And we've all swallowed that formula. And, you know, 10, 20 years later, we realize that success has come uh, to whatever de degree it has come. But, it's, but, it's, but we're missing this feeling of fulfillment in our lives. Um, and that's feeling at living. So waking up is the realization that contrary to what society has taught us and drilled into us and pounded into us, nothing, mm -hmm. but absolutely nothing of the world can make us happy. Success, of course, is important, but success is not the same as fulfillment. Fulfillment doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from your, from your success. Happiness doesn't come from that. Not the radiant happiness that you see in a child that's constant, that makes you smile for no reason, that gives you that resilience to face anything. That happiness comes from within you. And the truth is, there's not a single moment in a human being's life when they don't have everything they need to be happy. And the only reason we're ever unhappy is because 
we're focusing on what we don't have rather than on what we have right here, right now, which means, you know, stepping out of our worries about the future, stepping, letting go of our baggage from the past and stepping into the here and now, right now, and and appreciating our our lives and appreciating the blessings that are in our lives. So this new book, Stop Fixing Yourself, that I assembled from the works of Anthony DeMello, it helps you rediscover that truth about yourself and about life. Yeah, you know, that that was the, one of the things that stood out um, for me was the, you know, the idea of, um, the, the, well, the, first of all, the happiness is, is you know, comes from within and that there's a societal programming um, as well as just our uh, daily interactions. You know, I mean, there is so much uh, focus and attention on, like you say, what we, you know, what we don't have or what we want um, that, uh, you know, we really forget, you know, kind of what, what we have. Um, now, to me, it seems that uh, if we were to embrace the truth of happiness, you know, happiness is our natural state, and we have it within us. Um, it, uh, the business of unhappiness, you know, um, would take a big hit. Um, you know, I mean, you know, just when you look at the world and how it operates, I mean, we're talking about creating a major so in just how life happens for us. Well, you know, um, I don't think the business of unhappiness will take much of a make take much of a hit. But you know, for for a, an individual, it would if you go to a doctor and you get a cure for something, you don't need to go back to the doctor anymore. And that certainly would happen. That would happen for individuals. But uh, there's plenty of unhappiness in the world, and there there will continue to be to keep the the unhappiness therapists uh, busy. You know, I think what what it, what it breaks down to, what the breakthrough is, would be for people is has been for me, has been for others, is is a discovery that you're not broken, you're not some problem to be solved. You're you're okay, and if there's a problem. It's the way that you were programmed to believe that without something or some person or some result or outcome, you cannot be happy. And it's a false belief. We don't acquire or earn happiness or peace. We have it already. We just don't realize it. You know, we're living in the kingdom of joy unsuspectingly. So, you, so what does it take? It takes dropping that false belief and the struggle with the world uh, um, when with the world, and when you do that, when you drop that false belief, that struggle with the world drops, and peace arises all by itself. You know, and you begin to come into relationship with your life, in which you realize right here, right now, all is well because you are. Even if things remain mm -hmm. a mess, you know, I was coaching people back during the 2008 economic collapse. And people were faced, people had lost their job. People were um, looking at foreclosure. Um, their financial situation was in ruin. They couldn't, I had to, I had to coach them for free. They could, they had no money to pay me. And, um, 
and I did. I, I did that happily. But uh, what, one of the interesting things I learned from that is that the people who just centered themselves it today, you know, they seized the day, they located themselves in the here and now, and they took stock of their life there. Um, they would come to the conclusion that, okay, right now I have a roof over my head. Right now I have my wits. Right now there's enough food in the refrigerator to feed the kids. I mean, their lives were down down to that line, you know, and um, and and they and to, and they would be grateful for that. I'm grateful for today. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I'm grateful for today. And it was those people that I coach who went out and applied for jobs, went to the bank and tried to negotiate, you know, saving their house, who succeeded, uh, who made progress. They didn't come off so desperate. They didn't come off angry. Um, they they came off positive. And there was something about their energy that uh, attracted what it was that they were looking for, a job, um, the goodwill of a banker or whatever. And the people who didn't, the people who remained stuck in fear, and, you know, it was understandable, of course, why they were afraid, but they ended up going out into the world and not making a great impression, you know, fear does not make a great impression. And so that's, that's locating yourself in reality. We, those people that were saying, you know, I got a roof over my head today, all is well this moment, this very moment, they were locating themselves in reality. When you're thinking about the past, when you're afraid of the future, you're not in reality, you're in your fantasy of what you think is going to happen. And so that's what DeMello was inviting us to come back to, come back to reality. And when you come back, you find that all is well. And when you relax into the here and now, what you discover is that what emerges in you all by itself, <coughs> excuse me, without any effort on your part, is a, a feeling of contentment, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of, of being blessed. And if you live like that every day throughout the day, you're you're living the life that God, the universe, all that is, intended you to live when it created you. That's Danilo's message. Yeah, yeah. The, I I know that you know at times when I find myself <laughs> drifting into future possibilities and and maybe those generating anxiety, I catch myself to try and say, wait a minute, let's just you know. Let's not go there. Let's see here, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And um, and and I and I register a recognizable difference from that anxiety to one of you know, if not peace, at least um, uh, serenity, you know, a, a sense of serenity. Um, but it, it can be difficult to break that habit. Um. You know, it it um, it isn't all that difficult, really. And when people say that to me, that um, it's difficult to be at peace um, in the middle of my life, or uh, it's difficult to be happy when I have when I'm when I see the debt that I'm in, you know, and all that kind of thing. And I tell them, um, why don't you work with that mindset? Why don't you take take that? Why don't you challenge that mindset that it's difficult? Because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because the answer to how you make that shift 
from a person who's unfulfilled, uh, unhappy, afraid of the future, feeling insecure, um, having lots of difficulty in their relationships to a person who is whole, a person who feels safe, hold, and and healed um, from the neurosis that they've been uh, subjected to all their lives based on the programming that they they were subjected to growing up. Uh, the way in which a person makes that shift is through simp- the simplest thing in the world, which is which is awareness. And uh, um, you know that's what Anthony DeMello is t- saying to to us. He's he, you know he says that people were asking him all the time, "What do you need to do do to change yourself?" Uh, what do I need to do to get rid of this uh, this unhappiness, this neurosis? And he, he would say, i got a big surprise for you. You don't have to do anything. The trouble with most people is that they're busy trying to fix things in themselves that they, they really don't understand. Um, it, and he says it's enough for you to simply be watchful and aware. And through awareness, all that is false and neurotic within you will begin to drop. And in a few short weeks, you know, the quality of your experience will change. You'll begin to see that for yourself. You don't have to take anybody else's word for it. You don't have to take it on faith anymore. You see yourself responding differently in life. You're much more alive. Your eyes kind of reopen to the truth uh, that people everywhere are searching for, namely this thing we're talking about, that fountainhead of peace and joy that hides in every human heart. And, you know, as you look at the way that the first thing you do with awareness is is to begin to look at the way that you've been put together and the way you function. You find that inside your brain, there's this whole program society stamped in you that wired into your brain a set of demands about how the world should be and how you should be and what you should want. And it's imperiously insisting that its demands be met by life, by people, other people, by you. And if the demands are met, you know, you're allowed to feel some elation, some self-satisfaction. But if, if, if you really look at it closely, you, you understand it's short-lived. Um, because if, if these your demands are not met, even though it's no fault of yours, you know, the world's mercurial, it goes up and down, still your brain generates negative emotions that cause you to suffer. And so, it, you know, we've been trained to upset ourselves. For instance, when other people don't live up to our programmed expectations, it torments us with frustration, anger, bitterness. And when things are not under our control, the future looks uncertain like these people I've been talking about, you know, back in 2008. The brain insists that you experience anxiety and tension and worry, and then you expend a ton of energy coping with these negative emotions by expending even more energy trying to rearrange the world around you so that, you know, the demands of your programming can be met. And it's it's a sorry life. Um, the the best that you're going to be granted for, for, for your rewards of trying to rearrange things is this precarious kind of peace that's precarious because at any moment, you know, something else is going to come up and upset you all over again. So it becomes a way of life. It's a pathetic existence. And what DeMello says, that it's constantly putting you at the mercy of things and people. Um, as you try desperately 
you know, to make life conform to these program demands that you have in you. In you. So his his, uh, his prescription is get deprogrammed, and the, of course that raises the, prog- the the question is how does one get deprogrammed? And the answer to that is awareness. Yeah. This process of awareness. Yeah. Yeah, the the words that really stuck out to me um, about that when you were talking about like the need to change yourself was that awareness releases reality to change you. So I mean, it, to me, it was like a um, not no need to um, you know do anything in particular, but allow awareness to create a reality that changes you. I mean, it, it's kind of to me. It, it, Shift uh, um, the the onus, I guess, you know, of you know the of having to make changes, but allow changes to be made through new awareness. Right, and you're not actually through awareness. You're not actually making a reality that changes you. Reality is already already there. You're just not seeing it. There's a loving, divine. Um, uh, energy, a divinity that's surrounding you that you're not in touch with. And so, you know, w- w- what you begin to discover through awareness is that what you're aware of, you, you, you begin to control in terms of your life direction. What you're unaware of is going to end up controlling you. So, again, what DeMello is saying, it's enough for you to simply be watchful and aware. And through that, all the neurosis within you will drop and you'll wake up. Um, so the first thing, the way this process uh, unfolds, is the first thing you need to do is to get in touch with negative feelings that you're usually not aware of or that you, you tend to push away or repress. Um, you know, it's not a lot of fun to, to, to step into your negative feelings. Um, you usually try to step back from them, but they're running anyway. So, you know, what negative feelings? Well, you, you know, you got hurt feelings. Somebody insulted you, you know, or you're feeling nervous and tense uh, about uh, a sales quota, if you're a salesman, uh, or maybe you're feeling gloomy and moody. You know, you wake up with a feeling of, of, of dread, of, you know, like a, a Monday morning dread, or you feel shame. Uh, maybe even self-hatred. You, you know, all of those kind of things. You, you observe the thoughts that you're thinking that produce the upset you are feeling, leading to that narrowing of your perspective that turns into that attitude that completely disempowers you. And you step back from it as if you're watching someone else suffering like this. I sometimes recommend to people that you step back from it and imagine that what you're seeing in yourself, you're actually seeing in your best friend because you're always more uh, compassionate, more objective with your friend than you might be with yourself. And then that's the first step, you know, get in touch with negative Mm -hmm. feelings. And then the second step is to acknowledge that the negative feeling is in you, not in reality. That's not such a such a easy thing for people all the time. They think it's happening to them instead of in them. And they certainly don't take the next step that it's actually happening for them in order to wake them up. You know, that, that suffering that they're in is a wake-up call. So that's, that's a really important step. This is happening in me, not in reality. Reality is neutral. 
If I'm upset because it rained on, on my picnic, is the rain to blame for my upset? No, it upsets me. You know, the rain's just doing being the rain. The third step, and this is an important one too, is not to identify with that negative feeling and not to judge it. Uh, don't define your essential self uh, in terms of that feeling and this loving happy, free, and peaceful nature of yours. Your upset has nothing to do with your true, true self. So the Melrose prescription is don't say I'm depressed. If you want to say um, my experience is depression at the moment or depression is there, that's fine. If you want to say fear is there, um, that's fine. But but not I am afraid. You're defining yourself when you say I am afraid, I am depressed. You're defining yourself in terms of that feeling, and that's your illusion, that's your mistake. In no way does that feeling affect your essential self. It's like, you know, sort of like when you, if you throw black paint in the air, the air remains uncontaminated. The paint comes down, hits the ground. You don't color the air black. So no matter what DeMello is saying, no matter what happens to you, your essential nature remains uncontaminated. And so there's depression there right now. There's worry there right now. Let it be. Leave it alone. It will pass. Everything passes, especially emotions. And just observe the negativity non-judgmentally. And then the last step is to remember, remember that. Everything passes. So there you are in the middle of your torment. And at the same time, you're looking at it as if it were someone else's upset, acknowledging it's in me, not reality, understanding that it's an illusion, it's going to pass, just as everything passes. And when it does pass, you're free. And so the prescription then is relax into that feeling of freedom. Be silent with it. Allow yourself to come into the present moment. Be right here, right now. Let your mind be quiet and then watch as peace arises in you all by itself. Watch as a feeling of happiness. It might be vague at first, but then as it rises, you'll, you'll see it. That's fulfillment. And that doesn't come from the outside world. It's your natural state mm -hmm. that, that your programming is blocking. Um, that's you. That's the real you. And so DeMello is saying, do this. Every day, throughout the day. And if you remember to do this simple process throughout the day, you'll get it. You'll change. You get started and you'll quickly see the results. Uh, the, you know, as I said, the quality of your experience is going to change. Um, your eyes open to the truth, that truth uh, that everybody's looking for, that peace and joy that hides, hides in our heart. The upsets will probably keep coming. Depending on the depth of your programming, um, you know how brutal your programming might have been with your child, with your family of origin. Um, but but Demello says he gives you a guarantee. He tells you, I'll assure you this: that he hasn't seen a single person in all the people that he worked with who gave time to being aware in this way that I just described, who didn't quickly see a difference. And that difference is what you what you quoted, which is uh, re uh, awareness releases reality to change you. The reality that's in you, the reality of, of your true nature. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. You know, um, one of, also one of the, um, one of the 
ideas that kind of also stood out. It was pretty much what you were talking about regarding reactions, you know, positive and negative reactions. And um, it was, you know, to be aware of, of our reactions and let, you know, positive and, negative, and let grace do the work. And, you know, as you were talking, there was one moment you were, you mentioned kind of being still and, and getting to that, that uh, serene moment. Is that what, what is meant by, um, um, you know, letting grace do the work? Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, that's what Damella defined awareness. He defined it as a grace. A great, he calls it a grace called awareness. And that place where, where, it, where the, uh, the pain, the suffering, the anxiety, the depression, the upset, the negativity falls away and passes. And you really do understand the truth that everything passes. You know, we think that it, we're stuck there. We, you know, and then the more we think we're stuck there, the more stuck we are there in that negativity, in that upset. Um, but passes, we begin to understand it. It, it's, it was built on thoughts and beliefs that, we were, that were programmed into us. And it's not true at all. And that when we arrive, when it passes, we are actually set free. And but we need to quiet ourselves down. And then that that when we're that moment when when it passes and we we notice that we feel free that we're liberated from that turmoil. That's grace. It was grace that liberated us from us. We didn't do anything. All we did was pay attention. We didn't run away from it. Oftentimes when people step into the awareness process, they have trouble getting started. And they always ask me, you know, what, what do I need to do? I, 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 feel, I feel this tension around it. I feel this resistance in me to it. And I said, well, just, just allow yourself. Think of it as I'm not going to be afraid of being afraid of this. I'm not going to resist the my being resistant to it. So let the very first thing you bring into awareness is your, the thoughts that's creating your resistance and the, what the, what's the emotion that you feel in this resistance and just be with it and don't try to fix it. Don't try to change it. Don't interfere with it. Just let it be, let it run its course. And, you know, understand this resistance is in me. It's not in reality, and it's your resistance is based on the belief that that you you've been uh, trained trained to, to hold, which is that fear protects you, and so you you know part of the process of awareness is you, you're confronting the illusion of fear, and and you're afraid you're giving something up that protects you, uh, and you find out fear doesn't protect you at all. F fear makes everything worse. Yeah. It does. It does. Well, gosh, we're about we're just that type of halfway through the show, Don. So I want to take just a quick break, um, and then when we come back, I want to move into talking about um, spirituality and waking up. You know, the the idea of you know spirituality um, means waking up. So let's talk about that when we come back. Okay. Okay. Everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources 
available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Don Joseph Goey, and we are talking about the new book that he has recently edited uh, called Stop Fixing Yourself, Wake Up, All is Well, about the teachings of Anthony DeMello. Um, again, you can find out more by visiting the website, which is www.demellocenter.com, and that's D-E-M-E-L-L-O. Center.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Don. Yeah, thank you. Great. Okay, so um, when I was reading the book, um, it, it talked about there was a statement that spirituality means waking up. And, you know, it's also part of the, the subtitle of the book, Wake Up. Um, so can you, you know, and, and we have now in, in this uh, cultural zeitgeist that we have right now, the idea of woke, you know, which, you know, basically was to address um, awareness of cultural injustice. So, you know, tell us of the idea of, you know, the idea of waking up, you know, and, and does, you know, what, what, what does that entail? What does someone who is waking up exhibit? Well, what they what they exhibit is it's a it's a 180 degree shift in in their direction from a direction of of seeking um, seeking their happiness outside in the external world and turning around and finding it inside inside their inside themselves inside their own heart um, and you know in the the process of the way in which we go about seeking our happiness in, in the outside world is um, is based on what we what they call in Buddhism they call attachments. Um, we 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 have a huge number of attachments, all related to what our desires of what we want to extract from the outside world, based on the belief that it, it, once we do, it'll make us happy. You know, and an attachment is defined as, at least the way DeMello defines it, as an emotional state of clinging that's caused by the belief that without something or some person or some result or some outcome, you cannot be happy. Um, 
you know, and at some point I would invite your listeners today to to write uh, today or this week to to write at the top of a blank piece of paper the phrase, I cannot be happy unless or until, and then fill in the blank. For example, people often write, I cannot be happy unless my boss appreciates me, or I cannot be happy until I'm out of debt, or I cannot be happy until the pandemic is over, or I cannot be happy until my political party is in power. You know, I mean, it goes on and on. And it's interesting when I do this exercise with a group of people, they, how quickly they, they, their, their list grows. So that so I invite your your listeners to do that. I cannot be happy unless or until and and write down anything that's true for them, and then for them to look over that list and consider that these thoughts, these beliefs, um, they they block your state of happiness. And you spend some time seeing each thing you cling to for what it really is, which is this nightmare that can cause you excitement and pleasure on the one hand. But also worry, insecurity, tension, anxiety, fear, especially the fear of failing, and and unhappiness. On the other, you know, if you if you look carefully, you'll see that the one and only thing that causes unhappiness is this attachment. Is com- and it's composed of of these two elements. You know, the positive element of the flash of pleasure, flash of excitement, the thrill that you experience when you get your what you're attached to. And the negative element is a sense of threat and tension that always accompanies that attachment, the seeking of it, and then the getting it, and then the trying to hold on to it. You know, the metaphor DeMello gives for attachment is of someone gobbling up food in a concentration camp. And with one hand, he brings the food to his mouth and feels great pleasure that he has it. But with the other hand, he, he, he holds it up to protect it from his neighbors who he's afraid will grab it from him in the moment he lowers his guard. And, you know, there you have the perfect image of the attached person. You know, and DeMello, you know, it's important to understand DeMello's not about renouncing the material world. No, not at all. One uses the material world and one enjoys the material world um, and one builds a life in the material world, but one does not make one's happiness depend on what you get or don't get from the material world. And the irony is is that when you are detached from the material world, as you pursue whatever you pursue, your success, you actually begin to enjoy the process of life more than when you believe your self-worth and peace and happiness depend on the outcome. And if you succeed, great. If you fail, well, yeah, you fail. You may, you you've learned something in that process of failure, but in either case, your happiness and self worth are not at stake. They are not dependent on what happens out there in the world. They are dependent on you coming into relationship to, with what you are, with what you, you're mm-hmm. already happy. You're already at peace. Those are qualities within you. You know, when science, um, this isn't just an opinion, because you know when science. Uh, looks to to try to define what is this thing we call human nature, you know that for the the first the the first ten thousand years uh, we've defined as you know sinful in certain sort of ways original sin and that kind of thing. Then we moved through a different definition of it through the Freudians, finally into the humanists, where you know our human nature is trustworthy. But the 
But when a, a scientist is looking at it objectively, clinically, what, who they look to is children. Because in children, you, you find the spontaneous human being, the natural human being. And what, what they find with children is that children are naturally altruistic. I mean, certainly you see behaviors in kids that don't look like that, but left to their own devices, they are naturally right. altruistic. Even, at, even at, in, at the infant stage, children are naturally happy. They're naturally creative. They're naturally resilient. They can go from whining terribly to being bright and happy. That's our nature. That's what we've lost touch with. And, you know, DeMille's not saying to become a child, but to see the world through that, those eyes of wonder again, to, to, to allow happiness and joy to flow in you in the same way it does in a child as you approach the, the things you do as an adult, as you take the actions you take to move, to move your life and your, your family's life forward. So it's not about renunciation or renouncing the, renouncing the material world, just putting it in the right perspective. Yeah, yeah, very much. Now, and, you know, in conjunction or really kind of you're piggybacking on the idea of, you know, the um, of, of happiness, um, of, there, there was one um, area in, in the book that talked about agree, agreement and disagreement. And I, I mean, I thought this was interesting because in the previous before, it said that um, agreement and disagreement have to do with words, concepts, and theories. They have nothing to do with truth. Um, and if you wouldn't mind, kind of, you know, talking a little bit about that, because you know, from the time I read that, <laughs> I found myself, you know, whenever I was in agreement or disagreement with anything happening, that um, it, it just kind of my my mind just kind of popped up to okay now hmm, what is this all about so can you talk a little bit about that because i think right now there's so much um divisiveness around you know agreements and disagreements yeah I mean, that's, a, that's a very good question you know um you know one of the things that DeMello is saying that um, there's only one thing you really need if you step to the path of of finding that enlightened way of being in your life that brings happiness to you, that brings joy to you, and that brings the kind of clarity to your mind and the kind of creativity to your mind that allows you to succeed at the things that matter to you most in your life. And he said that one thing that you need is an open mind. And he said, you don't even have to agree with what he's saying, but to approach it, to drop, to drop your preconceived notions, to drop your concepts, to drop your beliefs just for the time being and open your mind to considering another possibility, another way of looking at things, another way of coming into relationship with people and events in your life and just and to just to be available to what's being said and communicated um, without being gullible but just to allow it to come in and and what we find you know in ourselves is that you know when we're we say we're listening you know 
we're really listening to whether I agree or disagree with someone. But in 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 doing it in that fashion, um, we're really blocking actually hearing what this person is saying, actually understanding where this person is coming from, actually uh, allowing ourselves to be changed by something that rings a bell inside of us, that resonates with us, that that we don't allow to resonate with us because it bumps into some calcified belief that we've been holding that that um, that doesn't serve us, that isn't serving us. And so the way in which you begin to come into this process of allowing grace to change you is by opening yourself up, opening yourself up to see to, to hear and see and relate to things in this open way and and be available to what something new that might uh, that might kind of grate against some of the old concepts that you're holding. He said, that's the one thing, that's the only thing you really need to do as you step to this path of moving in the direction of actualizing an, a more enlightened life, a more enlightened way of living and being in the world. Yeah, very much. Now, there's one more topic that I kind of want to talk before we end the show because we're coming to a close soon, um, and that's suffering. You know, um, you know, we kind of mentioned it um, early on in the show, and, um, you know, I noticed um, in the book it talked about sometimes suffering is um, a kind of a motivator in a way or, or a, a uh, director in some sense. Can you talk a little bit about what DeMello's perspective of suffering is? Sure. Um, uh, you know, I think basically um, he's saying that um, it's your friend. Um, you know, he's saying whenever you're anxious and afraid, it's because you might fail to get uh what you want or afraid of losing what you're going to get. Um, and, um, and that causes you suffering. And he, he says that that suffering um, is often thought of as bad, often thought of this is something I got to get rid of. Uh, this is something that's, uh, that's making, making my life a bummer. And, um, you know, the thing he's saying is that when you, if you look from the distance of today, how many of of those times that you thought it was the worst of times turned out to be the best of times? How many of those um, traumas that you experienced ultimately turned into the growth, pushed you in the direction of, of growing in ways that uh, that that you were resisting that you know you can look at suffering in a number of ways as something to repress and push away or to pretend it isn't there and use positive thinking to to so whisk it away or you can look at it as it's it's uh, like your uh, spirit guide tapping you on the shoulder saying you might reconsider that t- taking that action um or you might you might need to really look at this situation in which you're suffering that's painful to you and understand it, understand where that suffering is, is coming from, understand how long you've carried it, um, let it speak to you and let it change you. 
and let it guide you in terms of what needs to change within you, what needs to change for you. Um, it's a completely different relationship with suffering that, that he's pointing to. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's just a, a very different view of what people experience. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it provides, it, it makes it, rather than being something that is kind of, you know, being done to you, it's being done for you um, to help you. Yeah, suffering points out that there's falsehood somewhere in you. You know, suffering occurs when you clash with reality, when your when your illusions clash with reality, when your falsehoods clash with truth. Then, then you, that's when you have suffering. Um, so, suffering points out an area in you where you have not yet grown, where you need to grow and be transformed and changed. And if you knew how to use that suffering, how you how you would begin to grow. I mean, it's remarkable. You know, happy events make life delightful, of course, but they don't always lead to self-discovery and growth and freedom. Um, that privilege is reserved to the things and, and persons and situations that cause us pain and the disappointment you experience when things don't turn out as you wanted them to. You know, watch that. Look at what it says about you. Without condemnation, otherwise, you know, you're going to get caught in self-hatred. But observe it as you would observe it in another person. Look at that disappointment, that depression, that anger, um, that upset that you're experiencing, um, say, when you're criticized by someone. Um, what does that say about you? You know, what, what are you what do you why are you so worried about what other people think about you? What is it? What is it that that calls you to change inside you yourself or to 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 address so you can grow beyond it? Um, that worry, that anxiety. What does that say about you? Um, you know, a simple truth of life that most people never discover is that negative feelings, every negative feeling is useful for awareness. It's useful for understanding, for, for growing. Every painful event contains in itself a seed of growth and liberation. That's what DeMello was telling us about that. It's a whole new relationship with suffering. And, you know, you, you make that shift in relationship and you're in a whole new world. Yeah, very much. Well, gosh, we're down to the end of the show, Don. So I don't want to leave without you. If you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners a bit about um, the DeMello Center, what, what you have, what kind of resources you have there. Yeah, the, the DeMello Center, you, you can come in contact with it by going to DeMelloCenter.com, and DeMello spelled D-E-M-E-L-L-O. Everything we've been talking about here today, Robert and I have been talking about, is contained in the new book that the center has published called Stop Fixing Yourself, Wake Up, All is Well. Um, and especially that process of awareness that you can put in into action right away. Uh, at the DeMello Center website, there are audios and videos of Anthony DeMello uh, talking to groups of people. There are uh, there's a wonderful blog. There are other kinds of resources. So it's a it's it's a highly interactive website and. Uh, if you go there, you'll get a lot out of it. 
And also the book, uh, Stop Fixing Yourself, it's available at Amazon, and um, it, it, it's been out now for six months. So the, it's, it's, it was a instant bestseller, and um, it's dropped in price. So um, they, you know, Amazon always does that after six months, so now it's time to go get it. There, absolutely. Such a deal. Happiness and a deal. And a money set. (laughs) Such a deal. (laughs) Well, Don, I really want to thank you for your time today. I've enjoyed speaking with you, and and I've enjoyed learning about Anthony DeMello. And, um, yeah, I look forward to kind of seeing what comes out next. All right. Well, thank you, Robert, and thank you for all you do for the world. Thank you very much. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Don Joseph Goey, and we have been talking about um, a new book that he has edited um, that is called Stop Fixing Yourself, Wake Up, All Is Well. And again, for more information, you can visit the website, www.themellowcenter.com. Everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again... Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.